welcome to the Men's Leadership Network podcast, where each month we're exploring what it means to be a godly leader in our homes, workplaces, and communities. Have you ever felt called to something you didn't feel equipped for? Perhaps it's a job offer that you didn't think you were ready for, or the calling to be a father when you don't have any experience with babies and all that comes with raising kids. Today's guest, Ron Carr, found himself at this crossroads more than 20 years ago as God placed a calling on his life to mentor young men. What started as a reluctant acceptance to fill a volunteer need at church turned into a personal ministry that has spanned two decades and revealed to Ron how God wired him to cultivate intentional relationships that have kingdom impact. If you find the content of today's episode helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. And be sure to visit mensleadershipnetwork.com to subscribe to our weekly Man Minute emails, where we go deeper on the topic of each month's podcast and deliver this content to you every Friday in short, bite-sized reads that are designed to help you become a better leader in a minute or less. And now, here's Pastor Jeff. Well, hey guys, welcome. We are here for Men's Leadership Network podcast today, and I'm so excited to be coming to you from Panama City Beach, Florida. And we are down here at student camp with all these middle school and high school students from church. So we got about 300 down here with adults, and it's awesome, just an amazing week. But I'm here with Ron Carr, and Ron is a leader. He's an amazing man of God. And so, Ron, tell us a little bit about you, about your family, and just kind of growing up. Jeff, my parents got divorced when I was five years old. Mm. My dad lived about 70 miles away. So I didn't really have a male role model in my life that was modeling how I should be as a father. Mm. And Jeff, I spent some time in prayer to God. And I'm, I'm like trying to think like, God, you're not answering my prayer. And I'm listening to the radio one day, and it's focused on the family. Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. And then I'm listening the other, another day, and it's family life today. And so I've got these things timed out. I've got a half-hour commute to work. I'm listening to Focus on the Family in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to Family Life today in the afternoon. And after about two or three months, I'm like, God, I'm still not quite getting it. Yeah. And, you know, this is pre-podcast days. I can't go download extra episodes. I'm waiting each day for the new episode thinking this is going to be the one where God's going to, like, it's going to make it click for me. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, it wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And two or three months in, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm changing diapers. The kid's still alive. I, I know how to burp it now. Um, but I'm, I'm, th- I should consider this progress, but I'm still scared. Jeff, when that started out, fear was like this little thing I stumbled over. My fear is like growing from this hill into a small mountain. Wow. It, it's just growing. And we were, my wife and I were in a young couple's Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. And we had a gentleman in the class, his name was Brad Dunn. Mm -hmm. And Brad was in charge of putting together the Awana program for the church to get ready to kick off. And Brad comes into the classroom and we, anybody have any prayer requests? And Brad says, I got a prayer request. We're getting ready to kick off Awanas. I always get all kinds of moms that want to help out. I never get enough dads. Mm -hmm. He goes, I need some men to show up and I need some men to be role models for these guys. And my heart is telling me, this is God telling you what you're supposed to do. And my brain kicks in, and my brain says, you're not qualified to do this. You can't do this. And I, I could feel like that lump in my throat. <laughs> it was like, no, you're not going to talk. My brain's telling me you're not going to talk. And my heart's telling me, this is it, man. Jeff, my hand was so heavy, I couldn't even lift it off the, wow. the desk to say, Brad, I'm going to help you out. I went home that night, and I prayed. Mm. And God just convicted my heart, and he said, this is how I'm going to show you how to be a dad. This is what you've asked for. It was my Moses moment, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm, I'm telling God, but God, I'm not qualified. There are, there's other men out there. I already asked for dads. I'm, I'm, I got a kid at home, but I'm not really a dad. Mm. And I wrestled with this. Mm. And then I come down to the fact that I need to do this. But then all of a sudden my brain kicks in again. And now it's moved to my Gideon moment. Now I'm like, okay, God, okay, look, I want to make sure I got this clear, okay? Is this really you calling me? So I'm like, God, Brad has to make that prayer request again on Sunday. I, if, this is, if this is really you talking to me, then that need's still there and Brad's going to bring it up. Otherwise, I'm just going to assume you have filled the need. Mm. I got to church. Brad said, hey, guys, I got the same prayer request as last week. You we're getting even a week closer now to Awanas, and I need some men to step up. And uh, that lump was starting to form in my throat, but I got out the, I got your back, man. <laughs> I got your back. <laughs> Brad paired me up with a great mentor. Mm-hmm. He was, he was a, a dad of two girls. Uh, mm-hmm. They were just getting into elementary school. Showed me a lot. Uh, really kind of changed my outlook towards what I needed to be, to be serving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my b- daughter, yeah. when, we, when I go home, we're going to celebrate her 23rd birthday. Ah, so amen. I've been doing this now for 23 years. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's you. awesome. Thank you. And now here you are at camp serving, you know, and, yeah. and you're serving with your son, yeah, which is incredible. It, it, is, it is truly oh, amazing. Oh, man. I mean, hey, you mentioned this prayer, and now that your kids have grown up, you know, what's kept you in this? Uh, you know, that's a great question, Jeff, because um, when, I, when I went into that prayer, yeah. it, was, it was focused on this is what's in it for me. This yeah. is what I need. Yeah. What I didn't realize, God was calling me something to even even greater. Mm-hmm. God was saying, hey, I'm going to use you, not just for your own kids, I'm going to use you for your community that you're wow. living in, that you're worshiping in, and that you're serving in. So I, here I am, I'm serving, my kids are, are growing up, I, I'm having a great time at youth group, hanging out with my own kids, getting to teach them about Jesus. And Jeff, I got a book, it was um, Truett Cathy, the CEO of Chick-fil-A, he has a book called It's Better to Build Boys than to mend men. Mm. And I looked at that book and I read through it and things were, I mean, they were firing off inside of me. Um, So I have an IT background and I don't know if you know this, Jeff, or not, but (laughs) IT breaks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We know that, yeah. (laughs) We we have a process at work. When IT breaks, it's called a root cause analysis. (laughs) And it's to go back, what is the actual root of the problem and why does this exist? And that's what I saw continually throughout Truett Cathy's book, is let's get down to the root problem, let's fix it in the boys before we have to try to fix it in the men. Mm. And that's when things kind of click for me that I'm called to do this. Yes. And I, the, one of the things that I've heard over and over again is God will equip the called. Mm-hmm. And God called me to something that I didn't feel equipped for. But by answering that call, I mean, God has just been raining blessings down on me, man. I mean, it's, it's been so great just to see, sit back and see how God has worked in my life. Jeff, there's been a couple times I thought, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Yeah. I, you know, my, my kids are getting older. But every time that's happened, God has provided me with encouragement. Mm-hmm. Jeff, last month, I got a graduation announcement in the mail. She had been a fourth grade student of mine. She wrote a handwritten note to Mm -hmm. me telling me how I had been impactful in her life in the fourth grade. And I was just like, I was just blown away. I had to hand it to my wife to finish reading it for me. 
it was like, this is God telling me I'm not done with you yet, oh, man. man. You're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. I've walked out of my fifth grade room mm -hmm. so frustrated that I didn't think anybody was listening <laughs> and walked into a seventh or eighth grader in the hallway. Uh, about a year and a half ago, a girl looked at me right in the eyes and recited a verse out of Deuteronomy that I had had her memorize. And she said, Mr. Ron, I still remember this verse. I still use it. This is my life verse right now. Wow. Thank you for making me memorize this verse. And I'm just like, okay, God, you win. You win. <laughs> <laughs> you win. That is awesome, Ron. I love it. And I love, Trit Kathy, when you talk about that, I mean, here he is, the CEO of Chick-fil-A, right, worth billions. Yes. And, he, and he taught seventh grade boys, you know, in his 70s and 80s, yeah. right? And if anybody had excuses, it could have been him going, no, I got business meetings, I got all this. And he's like, no, that's my priority, you know? That was one of the things I loved from the book, Jeff. Oh. He, he said, I, you know, I'm going to make sure I am back at church on Sunday morning <laughs> to teach these boys because he felt called to do that from God. Uh, you got a Fortune 500 company that you're trying to run, but your, your primary focus is ensuring yeah. that those boys know you're available to them on mm. Sunday morning. Praise God. I love that, Ron. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, how do you define influence when you think about influence? That, that's, that's a great thing, Jeff, because influence is one of those words where our culture mm -hmm. has reversed it around on us. Mm. I look at influence from a Christian perspective, and Jeff, it, it involves agape love. Yeah. It is, you know, how can I positively change your character, your actions, or your behavior? Mm. And it's completely selfless to me. There's nothing I'm going to get out of it other than the fact that I'm going to build you up to be a better young man or better adult. Mm. And our culture, when we look at the word influence, the first thing, if, you, if you, we go out here and ask these kids yeah. about an influencer, they're all going to relate you to social media influencers. <laughs> yeah. And it's all about what's in it for the influencer. How are they going to raise sales? How are they going to increase revenue? How are they going to get brand reputation out? Our culture is once again taking something from Christianity yeah. and distorting it. Yeah. Jeff, I, I honestly believe there mm. is evil at work here in America. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the things, I look at our country and I see us so divided right now. Yeah. And the thing is, Jeff, it's, it's not a political battle, which our media is trying to tell us it is. Mm -hmm. This is a spiritual battle. Yeah, we yeah. are under a spiritual attack yeah. right now. And this is one of those things where Satan has said, okay, here's the word that the Christians are using yeah. and I'm going to flip it around on them. Yeah. It happens a lot. It, it happens a lot. It oh, really does. Oh, man. Yeah. Who are some of the people, you mentioned Brad, are there anybody else who had a big influence on you? Um, yes, there was. Um, so when we were in that um, small um, young couples group, yeah. uh, I had been out of church. Mm. Uh, you know, my high school year of serving with the church, like it disappeared when I went to college. Mm. It came home in the summers, yeah. but at college it disappeared. And I got into this habit of not going to church. Um, so, yeah, my wife had gotten saved, mm. and we were like, we have got to get back into church. Uh, I renewed my life to Christ at that Amen. time. I, I, I got baptized for a second time yeah. <laughs> yeah. because I wanted everybody to know I'm putting the line in the sand right now, <laughs> and I'm moving this direction. So uh, we had a Sunday school teacher, and his name was Wayne Good. Mm. And Wayne, well, he was a 9-to-5 businessman, ran his own business, mm. very successful, but he devoted himself to evangelism. Mm. He's responsible for planning several churches out in the Connecticut area. 
Um, he had transitioned over into central Illinois where, where we were located at the time. But the thing about Wayne was he truly showed that selflessness I was talking about mm -hmm. because he was constantly concerned with my ability to evangelize to others where he would sit me down and we would have conversations about what conversations did I have mm. and where did I want them to go? Where did they really end up? And what's some better approaches I could use to make sure that people understood the message of the gospel? Mm. Wayne, I mean, as I said, there was nothing he was getting out of this relationship yeah. from me. Mm -hmm. It was all about pouring into me and he was very instrumental. And I would say the second person was a man by the name of Richard Sermon. Mm -hmm. um, Dick Sherman and I did a kids ministry program together in central Illinois. And this is where, around the time I was reading that Truett Cathy book, yeah. of recognizing I'm called to do something greater. Mm -hmm. And Dick kind of raised me up and really helped me understand a lot of my teaching moments, we were just strictly right in the Bible. Yeah. And Dick really showed me it's about the relationship mm -hmm. because to build that relationship with the kids that's what actually brings in that trust mm -hmm. and the authenticity that's mm -hmm. needed to be a true influencer. Mm -hmm. You can't really influence somebody if you're not authentic enough with them mm -hmm. and you don't have that trust level with them. Mm -hmm. Jeff, let me share something with you. Yeah. Um, my fifth grade class a couple years ago, it was like the perfect size and I had the kids that they were there like every Sunday. Yeah. And this was where God had laid upon my heart. These kids need more biblical truth in their life. So I came up with a challenge for these kids. Mm. And I, I said, guys, we are learning like a group of verses every month. I go, you're, you're getting ready to move into middle school. Mm. We're not learning a single verse. We're learning blocks of verses. And I said, I'm going to challenge you guys. And I gave them a challenge of a candy bar. And Jeff, I noticed all of a sudden I would have kids that would come in and they would want to tell me the verse for the candy bar. But then I had kids that would come in and they would want to tell me the verse and they would be looking at me to see the reaction on my face, to hear the words of encouragement coming back to them. I would ask them, what candy bar do you want? And they're like, I don't care, whichever one you got. I, I, I'm like, wait a minute. I've been reading the five love languages with my wife. Yeah. It's right here in front of me. Yes. All of a sudden, I, see, I, I didn't even recognize it, Jeff. Kids yeah. were coming in mm -hmm. that wanted a hug. Yeah. That's the first thing they wanted when they came in. Those mm -hmm. were my physical touch kids. Yeah. I had other kids that were coming in. They wanted me, I would get down on one knee so we would kind of be eye to eye. They wanted me to ask them how their week was. How was that soccer game on Saturday? Hey, how was that swim meet? How's gymnastics going? Those are my words. Give me that quality time, Mr. Ron. Give me that quality time. Yeah. And all of a sudden I recognized, wait a minute. I need to adjust my teaching differently for the different relationships I have in class. And when I play to their love languages, it builds so much more trust. Wow. They want me to influence them. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That, wow. I love that. You know? Thank you. And, and I'm so thankful for your passion and your call. Because, uh, Ron, a lot of times, you know, it's, it's our wives. You know, and as men, sometimes we sit back and we just kind of go, oh, I know there's a need, but, I'll, you know, my wife will step in and do it, or we'll let the women of the church do it, or we'll let, and, and kids need godly men. They kids do. need role models to look up to, and, and men, we can't just sit on the sidelines and be passive. We've got to step up and, and be the leaders that God's called us to be, and so to hear you talk, man, I just love that, so. Thank you. Oh, hey, if you were to zero in kind of on influence and and thinking about kids, what, what would you say is the most important thing for them in the area of influence? 
You know, I really think it's, it's building that level of trust and relationship mm-hmm. with them. Um, so many of our, and I, I don't fault any of our parents, right. but, you know, we have so many people that uh, they're, they're dual income families now. Yeah. They are strapped on time. Yeah. They don't really have time to spend with their kids. Jeff, we've, we've recognized, we have a couple kids here mm. uh, this week that we've had some behavioral issues yeah. with. And it, it kind of boils down to their parents want to be their friend right now mm. because th- their parents feel guilty for some other things that they're not providing the level of discipline that they need and they're not re- requiring the level of respect that their kids need for adults. Mm. And so many times it kind of goes back to that, that root cause thing. Yeah, I'll get parents... Uh, you know, most people don't know my kids, but my kids, they're, they look like they're doing great. Yeah. But I've got one that's like spiritually, he's got a full tank, and I got another one spiritually. Her, she's running on empty mm-hmm. and r- trying to run from God. Mm-hmm. But so many times people look at them and they say, what are you, what are you doing with your kids? Because mm-hmm. my kids aren't as good as your kids. And I'm like, first of all, I'm like, trust me, your kids may be as good as my kids. They just look a little bit differently sometimes on the outward. But the, the struggle they have is, tell me that quick fix right now mm. so I can change this one thing. And it's like th- there's a root cause here. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to dig a little deeper to get down to the root. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's very difficult for some parents right now. Mm. And I'm glad you said that because I, I really believe that. I think we're all looking for the quick fix for whatever, right? right. Sign them up for the next sport. Sign them up for the next thing at school. So I, and, and, and yet we, we skip over the spiritual impact and we mm-hmm. skip over the influence. And I love how Eugene Peterson says a long obedience in the same direction. And so wherever you are as a parent, starting now, like discipling your kids and pouring into them and having them at church and praying with them. I mean, you, you were talked about even being scared. You know, I think there's a lot of parents who are scared to pray with their kids because, sure. and, and, but it makes such an impact and such a difference, you know? And, um, Talk about that with your own kids because, you know, Evan's here, like I mentioned, you know, yeah. we're, we're sitting here and we're surrounded by, you know, 300 people out there, <laughs> which is awesome, middle school, high schoolers, but your son is leading and, and he is an incredible leader. So talk about how did you influence him and pour into him and encourage him uh, to be the spiritual leader that he even is today? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, God gets all the glory Amen. and the credit yeah. with that. Um, and Evan is, is a unique individual where he's, he kind of has some natural-born leader tendencies. Yeah. Um, I remember Evan was like in the sixth grade, and there were some kids playing basketball down the street. And Evan went down, and he came home rather quick. And I was worried maybe they had like bullied him mm-hmm. or, or sent him home. So I, I said, hey, tell me what's going on. Because when he first came in, he's like, I'm back. I'm like, why are you back so soon? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just back. Uh, no, come on, let's, let's talk about this. And he's like, Dad, because they're, they're using a bunch of swear words. Mm. He goes, Dad, I'm not going to hang out with guys like that. And I'm like, dude, you, you are like so far ahead. So <laughs> many kids right now, you, you don't even realize it. Mm. There are so many kids that give in to peer pressure. And this guy, for some reason, God said, hey, I'm going to get you to lead people. And that's the way it's, it's kind of been for him is he's going to just lead guys mm. and it was kind of one of those things where we, we had a couple conversations and then like he really started sharing like dad I, I'm I read my bible because I saw you reading it mm. every morning wow. and it was like you, I, I didn't know if you saw me a lot of times because I, I assume you were I'm just like I just assume you were kind of like walking through the kitchen grabbing your bowl of cereal and, yeah. and moving on and he's, he's like no dad he goes I I saw you had the Bible open, mm-hmm. and, you know, we've always prayed at dinner time, and we've prayed uh, evening prayers before the kids went to bed when we tucked them in, and 
doing those things continually mm-hmm. just built such a habit oh, yeah. um, that, you know, for him, it was like, I'm seeing what my dad's doing. I see the relationship my mom and dad have with one another. It, it, it's so funny because my, uh, my daughter's friends come over and they're always like, man, your parents are so in love. And, and my daughter's like, this is just gross. Stop, stop holding hands, stop hugging, stop doing this and that and the other. And it's just like, we, we love each other. Oh, that's awesome. And that love, that love poured out to the point where my son's like, I want some of that. Yeah. I want that in yeah. my life. And if you guys got it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emulate you guys. and I'm going to act like you guys. Mm. I mean, it, it, it started in the home of yeah. us being obedient to God. Mm-hmm. It was, God said, hey, I, I want to have a daily conversation yeah. with you. Yeah. Hey, I want you to daily be in my word. It's like, mm. okay, I'm, gonna, I didn't, I'm not perfect. Yeah. There's a lot of days those things yeah. didn't happen. Right. But Evan recognized I was a, trying it, and mm-hmm. I was continually trying it. And he recognized Hey, my parents got it pretty good. I think yeah. I better just go ahead and, and kind of follow suit. <laughs> so he's he's kind of followed suit, but it's it's just so amazing when wow. when you know people that don't know us they're like, oh, it's, they're looking around at this, these middle school kids I have, and they're like, which one's yours? And I'm like, oh, he's the uh, ninth grade leader over there. Yeah. And they're like, that's your son. He, oh, he's amazing. And I, I just I get kind of teared up, and I'm just like, thank you. I love that. Well, you're right. I mean, we're always influencing our kids, you know, and it's either positive or negative, right? But how we treat our wife, how do we treat, you know, the people around us, what we do with our time, and they're always watching. They're always watching. And I I remember walking by my dad's room one day, and he was on his knees, and I was like, as a kid, thinking, I go, Dad, what are you doing? He said, I'm praying for you. And uh, it just always stuck with me, you know, that my dad was praying for me. So why do you think, Ron, it's so important for us to to not just influence our own kids, but to influence the next generation. So, Jeff, I have so many concerns over the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I mentioned, I think there's really a spiritual battle yeah. in play. I think Satan would just love to grab a hold of our kids and lead them down the wrong path. Yeah. And, you know, one of the biggest things I'm struggling with right now is our society is telling kids that God somehow made a mistake with their gender. Mm. And, you know, that's one of the things that we have always held firm in our household mm. is God doesn't make mistakes. Amen. And we feel that God's word is truth. Yeah. And when we talk about God created the heavens and the earth, I believe he created them. Yeah. When God created me in him, his image, I am created in God's image. I, w- I was given the capability to yeah. think like God does. Yeah. I was cap- given the, the ability to have emotions like God yeah. does. I was given the ability to have a will for my life. Mm. And when I accept Christ, I accept Christ's will mm. over my life. And I look at our, our youth today, and I have concerns that mm. there's not a strong biblical foundation. Mm-hmm. And we, we turn them loose a little bit early because everybody's like, so-and-so's got a phone, so-and-so's got a phone, so-and-so's got a Facebook, so-and-so's got an Instagram. And mm. then the floodwaters just start opening up. Uh. And we have all these... N- uh, they're not meant to be negative influences all the time, but so many of the influences are counterculture yeah. to what the church is trying to tell these oh, kids. Yeah. And we're trying to tell the kids the things that God told us, the early Israelites, mm-hmm. hey, these rules, mm-hmm. they're for your protection. Yeah. They're so you can enjoy life better. Mm. And unfortunately, so many of our youth are, are buying in to a fake culture yeah. uh, and fake truths that, you know, that's, that's why I continually show up 
is to try to instill a, some type of biblical foundation in them. We mm. have got to be prepared. I've, I've told the kids every single year with every, every class, we always go through the spiritual mm -hmm. um, warfare armor. Yeah. And, you know, talking about putting on the belt of truth and the shield of protection yes. and the helmet of salvation and, and feet fitted to share mm -hmm. the gospel because it's a spiritual battle out there. And unfortunately, our culture today tries to pretend the spiritual world Mm -hmm. is like some mystical thing that's not really there. But wow. it's, it's present with us. And I appreciate you saying that because it's so true. And our kids are under attack. They and are. this next generation's under attack. And as men, we can't just sit back mm -hmm. idly. We've got to engage. And, and I think, man, I just appreciate you so much for doing that. Thank you. And uh, because we've got to raise up the next generation or we're going to miss it. You know, we're going to miss it. And uh, what would you say to men out there listening who who maybe aren't involved, right, you know, uh, either with their own kids or at church or impacting the next generation. What, what challenge or encouragement would you give to men listening right now? You know, I, I would challenge them to, to look back at their generation yeah. and, and recognize the changes that's occurred since we were kids mm. and recognize, is, is this a trajectory path that you want for your kids? Mm. You know, do you want them going down the path that, you know, we're currently on with our, our kids and our yeah. culture? But Jeff, I, I hope they really get from the message is God will equip you to do his work. Mm. But we have to answer the call. We have to be obedient to him. So I would just encourage me, you, many of us didn't have a great father figure growing up. Mm. And a lot of us use that as an excuse to try to back off and mm. to try to not get engaged because we just don't feel equipped. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to, nobody's magically equipped. Mm. You get equipped by getting your feet dirty. That's and right. God, God's got a battle out there and he's calling us into the battle. Mm -hmm. If we show up, if we show up, mm -hmm. God will equip his people. Mm. Amen. Amen. You know, it is, it's God working through us, right? It, it truly is. We just got to show up. It truly is. You know, so get involved, guys. Get engaged because, man, this is our time. So, you know, Ron, what would you say when you say, I mean, you look back over your life, and God's done amazing things. I mean, you know, you're, you're very successful. You're a great businessman. You've done great in IT and all that. But, but, man, what do you want your legacy to be? You know, when people look back at your life, what do you want your legacy to be? So that's, you know, that's, I've listened to this podcast enough, Jeff. I knew this one was coming. I knew this was coming. Um, I don't want a, a legacy, Jeff. Mm -hmm. um, Casting Crowns had a song, Only Jesus. Yep. And, you know, I don't want to leave a legacy, Only Jesus. I, I believe it was Matthew West that actually penned those words. Yeah. But, and, and that's one of the things about serving in um, a, a youth ministry. If, if, if we go out there and, and poll yeah. Americans on who are your youth leaders back <laughs> in church, um, very few of them are actually going to remember people by name. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still shocked when I head out to camp, and I've got 11th and 12th graders still calling me by my name, and then they, they try to challenge me and say, well, what's my name? And I'm like, well, it's a, you've grown like a foot and a half and gained 20 pounds. Um, but um, honestly, though, I can't leave a legacy for myself thinking about myself. Mm -hmm. it, it has to just truly be about Jesus. When, when that young man or young woman mm -hmm. has a child of their own and they're discussing with their spouse do we go do we want to put them in sunday school you know i didn't have a good experience in sunday school what was your experience like the kids that were in my class my desire jeff is they say you know i don't really remember that guy's name but every time i walked in the door gosh that 
that guy made me so welcome. That guy made me feel like I was accepted. Mm. That guy showed me mm. what it meant to love the way Jesus loved. That, mm. That's my desire, Jeff, that they don't remember my name, mm -hmm. but they remember my actions that mm. I displayed upon them. Amen. Wow, that's good. Well, I tell you, Ron, um, you're having that kind of impact. Thank and you. And you've had that kind of impact on my kids. My kids love Mr. Ron, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so thank you for teaching and uh, thank you for serving. And there's you know, 300 people are all around <laughs> and middle school and high school kids who know you. And, you know, I, I, it's fun. It it's really fun is. Too. It really it, is. It's so, we just laugh and you just see God move and watch these kids grow up. And I think there's just no greater investment than you can make and for any man. And I just want to personally say thank you for the difference you make and um, all glory to God. All you know? glory to God, but you're, you're so welcome. Wow. Wow. Man, this has been strong. Hey, guys, Amen. I want to pray for us right now. And uh, then I've got a couple of things to tell you. But Father God, thank you. Thank you for Ron Carr. Thank you, Father, for his family. Thank you for, God, just the way that you have called him and equipped him, God, to make an impact on the next generation. Thank you for the influence that he's had on middle school and high school and so many students. And Father, I pray as every man listens to this right now, God, that you would call them. You would call them, Father, to, to step up and to step out. And God, whatever that is, that fear, uh, God, just take it away and give them the courage, give them boldness. I pray, Father, that they'd be strong and courageous and they wouldn't be afraid or terrified, God, but they would know that you're with them, that you're for them. And so, Lord Jesus, use us as men. Use us in our day and our generation, God, not just to sit idly by and watch sports on TV, God, or get caught up in social media, but God, let us engage in the hearts and lives of the next generation. So thanks for Ron and all that you're doing through him. God bless him and bless his family. And God, use us, God, as men for your glory. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. 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 Wow. Thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast. We pray what you learned will help you become a better leader in your own home, workplace, and community. Once again, if you found this content helpful, we hope you'll subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with others. And be sure to join our email list to ensure you never miss an episode as they come out the first Friday of every month. You can do that now and find all our past episodes at mensleadershipnetwork.com.